Welcome to the Thriller Fiction Podcast, your source for gripping and twisty stories in a serialized format. And now, here's your host, Jim Heskett. All right, you guys are here. I'm here. So that means that we're all here. And that means it's time to get started with the Thriller Fiction Podcast, Season 2, Museum Attack, Chapter 4. Okay, I think that's enough uh, uh, title that is a very long title that probably will not fit on a um, blog post definitely won't fit on a letter jacket or a pin so certainly don't get that tattooed across your stomach in old English letters that would just be way too much um, but I mean you know I guess if you really wanted to get that tattooed across your stomach I can't tell you not to and if you do it definitely send me a picture because I would absolutely love to see that but as your doctor, I cannot advise you get uh, the Thriller Fiction Podcast logo tattooed across your stomach. Anyway, things are starting to heat up here on the Season 2 of the Thriller Fiction Podcast. Um, Museum Attack is rolling right along. We're on Chapter 4 out of 19 chapters. And I can tell you that when we're done with this, there will be more stuff for us to check out. I promise there will be more good content in the future. And uh, thanks everybody for coming along. So I think that's all I'm going to ramble here at the beginning. Let's go ahead and get it started. Oh, let me just say this, that if you're in the mood for it, you can look at the Thriller Fiction Podcast on Facebook and like the page there. If you listen to season one of the show where I talked about the Nailgun Messiah podcast Facebook page, that is no longer. I changed the Facebook page and the address had to change. So you would just look for Thriller Fiction Podcast. All right, here we go. Chapter four. Underneath the balcony, Lane stood with about twenty other men. Across the room, Jasmine huddled close with twenty-five women, in front of the entrance to the gift shop. A slew of heavily armed men patrolled the room in lazy circles, assault rifles pointed at the ground. Their stone faces were set, making eye contact with no one. The only person who seemed anything other than a living statue was named Red. He wore his rifle on a sling around his back. He was mostly chatting into a walkie-talkie using his free hand to gesticulate, barking orders at someone or something. Red had spoken to Lane in perfect English with no accent, but he was speaking in some other language into the walkie. Maybe German, but Lane couldn't tell for sure. His chin ached. He'd found a tissue in his back pocket and used it to stem the bleeding from the cut, but it throbbed constantly, a reminder of his current powerlessness. Across the room, Jasmine made eye contact with him every few seconds. He couldn't do anything other than stare back at her. Outside the main entrance, something caught his eye. Lane only saw a sliver of the outside world from his position. The Humvees were being unloaded, more men and more guns. In groups of twos, they were hauling the large pieces of metal from the top of the Humvees, setting them upright against the vehicles. What the hell were those things? He could also see two men grappling with something large, pulling it out of the back of a vehicle. When they turned, he got a look. A grim frown darkened his face. It was a giant machine gun with a tripod, the kind of thing you expect to see in an enemy military nest in a video game. Two more men crossed into his vision, hauling another of the massive guns. They were planning to dig in, planning for a siege. The main elevator opened to Lane's right. 
Five or six civilians stepped out, holding themselves, crying, shaking. An armed guard escorted them out and then separated the hostages by gender and pushed them to their assigned stations. Two minutes later, another elevator full of museum patrons arrived. Why were they gathering everyone in the lobby? None of the invaders had made any mention of their plans yet. Red was too busy coordinating things on his walkie, strolling around, leering at people, instilling terror. Three more elevators full of people arrived. There were now approximately a hundred hostages in the lobby. Many of them shrunk into themselves, trying to become small. Some glared at the invaders, contained rage in their eyes. Lane sincerely hoped none of them would be stupid enough to try anything. As well-armed and ruthless as these people were, any bold move would equal a death sentence. "'What are you going to do with us?' a woman asked, holding onto the doorframe of the gift shop like she might fly away if she let go. Red raised his hands, gesturing at the surrounding statues. "'This is an art museum, right? We're going to make art here. Seemed to me that was our intent was obvious.' The woman winced, staring at him. Red sighed. "'Clearly I can see you don't understand, but that's okay.' Everything will make sense in another five minutes or so when we get started. Until then, please sit tight and be good little boys and girls. There's no reason this has to be complicated. One man, a burly guy with a tank top and tattoos on his neck, stepped away from the group toward the invaders, fury on his face. Sit down, you idiot, Lane muttered through clenched teeth. With fists balled and teeth gritted, the burly guy walked straight toward one of the armed men. His eyes were brimming with fire, his shoulders back and his jaw set. He raised a fist and opened his mouth to speak, but the armed guard spun around and reacted quickly. He jabbed the nose of his M4 into the man's face. The big guy stumbled back. He leaned over and spit out a tooth along with a healthy amount of blood mixed in with spit, hands on the floor, panting. Stay down, Lane hissed, not loud enough for the guards to hear. The last thing he wanted was to draw attention. But... The burly guy did not stay down. He straightened up, took another step forward, again raising his head high. The guard hoisted his rifle. The man didn't stop. Glowering, the guard pressed the trigger on his M4, a single shot. A bullet entered the man's chest and he staggered but did not go to the ground. The invader shot him again, this time in the head. The burly man dropped to his knees and then fell flat on his face. Blood made a circle on the back of his tank top where the bullet had exited his body. The man did not move. The entire room erupted in hysterics, screaming, crying, shouting at the invaders. Everyone stayed put, though, so the armed men shot no one else. Why weren't they killing everyone already? Why were they bothering to keep all these hostages alive? Lane studied the faces of those present, trying to pick out a politician or some other figure important enough for these men to set up such an elaborate plot. He didn't see anyone. Red pointed his rifle at the ceiling and popped off a few controlled shots. The blasts quieted the room. He spat at the dead man on the floor and said, This is what happens when you think you can be a hero. Everyone stay put and you won't have to die like a dog in this room. Lane made eye contact with Jasmine. The terror on her face gripped him like an icy hand. He had to take action. He couldn't stand her while these men did whatever they wanted. She mouthed something to him, but he couldn't make out the words. Her mouth was jittery, hard to read. He pressed his lips together and held her gaze for a few seconds until she returned to staring at the floor. Out of the corner of his eye, 
Lane noticed a curiosity near on the wall, a crease running along the surface about three feet tall and three feet wide. At the top of the lip made by the crease, a small handle jutted out like a cabinet pole. In small, stenciled text below that handle read the word garbage. Bingo. Lane shuffled over so he was standing in front of it. He reached behind him and grasped the handle, then gave it a slight tug to see if it would screech when he tried to open it. The thing made no sound. He angled his head to spy the opening. It opened into a metal walled hole like a mail chute at the post office. It would be a tight squeeze, but he could fit through it. Maybe. What the hell are you doing? whispered a man to Lane's left. His eyes were wide, his gaze insistent. You're going to get us all killed. Tactical retreat, Lane said. Cover me. What? Stand in front of me, Lane said. The guy shook his head, terrified. His jaw bounced back and forth, his teeth grinding. No help there. Lane glanced down at the tattoos on his arms, specifically at the light and dark cherubs mirroring each other on both forearms. He waited a few seconds for the nearest invader to stroll on by. Then he gazed at Jasmine across the room. He nodded at her once, then opened the garbage chute and dove through it. And that is Chapter 4 of Museum Attack. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, so the, I know that the uh, Shadow Soldiers and the other books in the Lane Paris series, depending on when you're hearing this, there might be other books. As I'm recording this, there's only one book out, and that's Shadow Soldiers. The other books in the Lane Paris series are essentially spy thrillers. They're kind of action-y spy thrillers. They're, they're spy thrill thrillers, but they're more with an action bent than your average spy thriller. But a museum attack here is definitely an action thriller. It's an action thriller through and through, and we're going to see that more and more as we go on, and I'm going to stop talking about it, lest I spoil something important. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. Make sure that you go to jimheska.com forward slash free so you can get the ebook version of this free and you can read along just like in kindergarten. Oh, and also go to jimheska.com forward slash contest to enter to win free stuff. And um, that's all I'm going to say for this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in and don't forget to uh, go on to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever, Google Play and rate and review the show. To uh, It's a great way to say thank you for me giving you all this free stuff. It's for you to Leave me a review and rating on those services because it helps out a lot. And um, now here's the guy to repeat a bunch of stuff that I just said. Thanks, guys, and you have yourself a wonderful day. That's it for this episode of the Thriller Fiction Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and visit jimheskett.com for more info and free thriller books.